All right. So we are now doing this via laptop. Uh, the iPad experiment has gone uh, off by the wayside. It's been tossed. We're throwing that away because that didn't work out the way I hoped it would. So here we start with our questions from Twitter. So my man, TT Komakati, he rarely do it. He rarely tweet it, but he's tweeting it here. Asking, what is the over-under on targets for Colby Young in the red zone? Well, um, I've got to say, I'm hoping at least three to five. Um, if they get down there, you know, and they're within, you know, the 10-yard line, you, you got to go to this guy, man. I mean, he, he's proven he can go up and get it. He's got hands. He's got size. It's not a burner, but he's, he's the kind of guy you use around the goal line. So I would hope three to five targets. That would be my goal. Um, but you got to get down there first, right? Okay. So we move on to my man, Robert Morales. Uh, my man is in Italy right now enjoying a vacation, enjoying the time of his life, and I am quite jealous at this point. He asks, can we get the running game going enough to be a balanced offense? I was nine to three at the start of the year. Now we will make a will we make a bowl game? Uh, I know how you feel. I think not, but hopefully I'm wrong. Just spent two weeks in Italy drinking vine to forget the losses. Now hanging with Super Mario, hoping it brings us home. So I guess he's back in Italy, um, and he's hanging with this this little red Mario. Uh, is this a Mario from the, the the recent trailer? Is that Chris Pratt in the suit promoting the movie? Either way. Thank you, Robert, for the question. As always, my man, thank you for tuning in and being a loyal listener and, and always reaching out via Twitter. You know, I think with the injuries to the offensive line right now, it's going to be a little bit difficult to be more balanced to really get the running game going. But I think eventually, you know, as guys get healthy, especially Zion, it, it, it'll be a little bit easier. I think what you're going to probably see is more passing attempts or rushing attempts, you know, the rest of the season. Um, but there will be opportunities to run the ball like this week. I think this week they can run the ball like I thought last week. but. That didn't happen. But this week, hopefully they, they get off the schneid. They throw the ball early a little bit, especially, uh, you know, horizontally with the bubbles, the, the uh, quick streams, you know, RPO stuff with the slants and, and get that defense to widen so they can, you know, loosen up the box a little bit to be able to run the football. So hopefully, hopefully, my man, we get what you're looking for. We get a little bit more balance. Here's a question from Island Keynes. Barring injuries we're not aware of. The Brinson, Frierson, Avante disappearance is weird. These are exceptional talents that everyone wanted. They aren't fringe contributors. Is it possible or not as much buying into the system and staff and headquarters we hope? So, thank you for the question, my man, Island Keynes, always reaching out. I, I, you know, I think the, the implication here with your question is that you think the, head, the coaches may be not playing them because these guys aren't buying into the system and, and they're rubbing the coaches the wrong way, maybe. Uh, I will tell you this. I have numbers. Okay. What these numbers say, I don't know, but we'll see. So Avante Williams has played in four games. He's got 31 snaps, all right? His overall PFF defensive grade is 46.1, which is not good. Now, again, I understand that PFF is not the end-all, be-all, but we're talking about four games and 31 snaps worth of uh, data. 27.8 tackle grade, which is pretty friggin' atrocious, and a 46.0 cover. So with Avante, it looks to me like it might be performance-based. And then when he gets on the field, he's not taking advantage of his opportunity. And you can't blame the coaches for that. I think all three of these guys are having the same kind of issues. Let's look at Gilbert Frierson. You know, I expected a lot of him too this year. Five games, 55 snaps. Gilbert Frierson's defensive grade, all fives again, 55.5. Uh, he's got a 51.9 tackle grade, 
and a 57.2 cover grade. So he's very, he's below average. And please, he's not playing well. Romello Brinson, five games, the most significant amount of snaps out of the three you've mentioned, 133 snaps. And just to give you an idea, Elijah Arroyo has played or played 138 snaps before his injury, so they're roughly comparable. He's got a 54.3 offensive grade and a 55.5 receiving grade. What it means by receiving grade, that means your, your actual route running uh, and the way you, you uh, run your routes and are able to catch the ball. So he's been targeted six times. He's got three receptions, 34 yards. Again, another guy you know, getting on the field, 133 snaps. He's got opportunities, not doing a whole lot with it. So I think in the case of all three of these guys, they've got to play better. They've got to want it more. They've got to show why they deserve to be on the field more. And I think that's the issue that the coaches are having with these guys. Uh, they just haven't performed to the level they should. Now, why are they not performing to that level? Why can't these coaches get them to the level uh, that their you know, high school recruitment and their, their high school star rating and their hype? Uh, and really, even with Gilbert Frierson, his early production, or even Ramallo a little bit of his production last year uh, and the flashes that Avante showed last year. I mean, that's – I can't answer that, to be quite honest. I mean, sometimes guys – just, just lose it. There's that there's change in coaching staff, change of system, and, and just can't operate. And sometimes it's not, it's not the right fit for them. Unfortunately, that may be the case here. And finally, we have an interesting question from my man Ryan Quintero. Mi hermano, how do you explain it's a first year transition period when Lincoln Riley has USC at six and zero in his first year? The excuses are getting old. I get you, Ryan. I understand it. Believe me, I'm here with you, man. But um, there there seems to be a little bit of a difference between USC and Miami right now. You know, obviously USC won four and eight last year. They weren't a great team either. And they are having huge turnarounds um, this season. I will start with the fact that they have a shit ton of transfers. I know we got a bunch of transfers, but most of those were put along the offensive and defensive line. And I'll love them with skill position sets, uh, skill position areas. Um, the other big thing is that one of those transfers happens to be Caleb Williams, who was the quarterback for Oklahoma last year, who is now playing for his former coach at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, running the same offensive system he ran last year when he got there. So, you know, it's an easy transition. And and Lincoln Riley doesn't have to learn his skill set too much. He knows what he can do. And he knows how to play call for him. And that helps a lot. Um, the other thing is these guys didn't just get transfers. Okay. Let's look at the guys that they have. Their top wide receiver right now is Jordan Addison. Belitnikov winner. He had 100 receptions last year for 1,593 yards and 17 touchdowns. He leads USC. Mario Williams from Oklahoma, another trusted guy uh, that played at Oklahoma for Lincoln Riley, knows the system, really good receiver, and helps balance with Jordan Addison. Their first running back, running back number one, Travis Dye from Oregon, had over 1,200 yards last year, 1,271, 16 touchdowns. Okay, and he's he's a solid back and really good out of the backfield as well. Austin Jones, their number two running back, came over from Stanford. Solid running back, good backup. Another guy you could add in there. On defense, what do they do on defense? Well, their leading tackler is Eric Gentry. He's from Arizona State. Guy that Miami tried to get and missed on. Also, Miami tried to get Jordan Addison and missed on. I don't think Mario pursued Travis Dye because at the time he felt that, you know, the depth in the running back room before the injury to Travante Citizen and Don Cheney Jr. was solid. Uh, but we did try to get Jordan Addison, and that failed. And I think, you know, if, if Jordan Addison lands here in Miami. This offense looks a hell of a lot different having that kind of an explosive guy at wide receiver one. That's just my opinion. And I think they also attempted to get Zay Flowers down here and missed on that. And I think Zay Flowers also would have changed the game when it comes to this offense. 
Um, having another guy like Travis die that had depth to the running back room, I think would have been fantastic as well. But you know what? You can't predict the future, and you didn't know what was going to happen in terms of injuries. Okay, linebacker, Eric Gentry from Arizona State. He's our leading tackler, a guy Miami wanted, long, uh, lean, athletic guy. Also would have changed the game on defense for Miami. Their second leading tackler, Shane Lee. He is a transfer from Alabama, another strong athletic guy, and uh, would have been good to have him down here. Didn't have a chance, didn't land him. Their best corner, Makai Blackman, um, he's third in tackles. He's from Colorado, second in interceptions. Their defensive end, uh, who's third in, in uh, sacks and uh, near the top five in tackles for them, is Solomon Bird. He's from Wyoming, another transfer. So, you know, what you're seeing is that they've, they they targeted the transfer portal very well, but landed, I think, more frontline players from the transfer portal, whereas we were picking up role guys. Uh, you know, you pick up a guy like Jacob Lindstein. I think the only one that really was a stud that we picked up was Akeem Mesidor, and you're seeing that. And I think I read today in, in PFF that Akeem Mesidor is the only guy that's top five in run grade and pass rush grade in terms of defensive linemen in the country, one of the only guys. Uh, that's top five in both rush grade and pass rush grade, run defense and pass rush grade in the country. So Akeem Mesidor is living up to the hype and playing very well, but he's the only real frontline guy that Miami landed as a transfer. A guy you knew was a starter, you knew was a stud. Daryl Jackson Jr., remember, was a backup last year from Maryland. He's coming here, he's got more snaps, he's looking good. Uh, he's sort of playing a little bit above his head or right around where you thought he would, but there's no one on that roster that we picked up in terms of a transfer that you felt was going to be like, wow, this guy instantly changes the team. You know, Caleb Johnson, you thought could help the linebackers, hasn't panned out yet. Lichtenstein's, you know, been a rotation guy. Mesidor's been the stud. Moultrie's been okay. Um, you know, all these guys that you've added have been all right. The only one, I would say the one that had has had the most impact thus far is Henry Parrish being the starting running back, and his impact has been okay. It hasn't been great. He's not a game changer, but he's solid. And thank God they landed him because a lot of people are complaining about why are we using a, a scholarship on this guy. If they did land him, imagine what the running back room would look like right now. You know, it, it'd be pretty thin. So I think Lincoln Riley did a better job of targeting the transfers um, for whatever reason, however he did it. He got a ton of guys to come from Oklahoma to USC with him. Got a ton of guys that were committed to you to Oklahoma uh, that were, he was recruiting that ended up signing with USC because he, he left. And I think those, those uh, things, targeting those guys, and those specific positions to help give them a boost, frontline guys, guys that could start immediately and make major impacts through the transfer portal health. And also, you know, the, the, being familiar with the quarterback and having a dynamic quarterback helps. I mean, look at Washington. Uh, Penix from Indiana went over to Washington. You know, he had a bad year last year, but had a great year the year before with DeBoer. Lands with DeBoer again in Washington. He's tearing it up, and he's got Washington uh, in, in the hunt for a Pac-12 title. So I think those things matter. I think having a quarterback that you know uh, you know how to play call for, that you know what he can do, and you figure that out through the course of a season together, um, and not having to sort of figure that out as, as in your first year with somebody new, having that familiarity and each other, I think that helps. And I think adding, again, like all that talent they've added in those frontline positions is is very, uh, very helpful. So there you have it, man. Those are the answers to your Twitter questions. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining the podcast. Hopefully when I splice this together, it doesn't look too bad. Um, and hopefully the Canes win this Saturday, win tomorrow. So thank you guys. Please make sure to subscribe on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You know, give that, this video a thumbs up, a like on Twitter, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Give it a thumbs up. Give the video a thumbs up. 
on YouTube. It helps with the algorithm. Make sure you tell everybody about it. Tell all your friends, anybody who's a Canes fan that likes some of this content. Also, Monday, this coming Monday, October 17th, Manny and I will be recording wide right at the Garrison Tap Room in Miami Lakes. It's in Main Street in Miami Lakes. Google it if you don't have the address. And uh, we're going to be there starting recording at about 8 o'clock. We'll be there a little bit earlier, but our, we'll start recording at 8. So if you want to stop by, say hello, listen to the show being recorded, and also send us some questions through the audience as being as part of member. This is being part of the audience, being an audience member. Uh, feel free to do that as well. So thank you guys for joining me again. And go Canes!